Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel, from cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. I'd like to welcome to the show today, Ricardo Wilkins. After working in the government sector for nearly 20 years, Ricardo discovered there was more to see, do, and share in life. Learning about a vital role at Redox signaling led him to the path to entrepreneurship, personal development, and guiding others while following his other inspirations, travel. His vision is for everyone to be healthy, be inspired, and to live free. Welcome to the show, Ricardo. How are you today? I'm doing well, Randall. Thank you for uh, having me on and sharing a little bit with your uh, with your listeners. So where are you coming to us from today? Uh, right now, I am in my home, uh, my the, the home I grew up in, my parents' home uh, in Lanham, Maryland, which is uh, right out in the D.C. metropolitan area. Right out there on the East Coast. Yeah, yes, East Coast, East Coast. So you, can you tell us a little bit about your story before we go any further? Sure, sure. Well, you know, kind of what you mentioned, I worked uh, for two decades in the government sector. And as I mentioned, I live in the D.C. area. So a lot of people uh, working at working at industry or industry, industries related to it. And uh, I was there, you know, just I was I had a job at the Environmental Protection Agency and was comfortable. Um, I would dare even say easy job. And uh, maybe I will say four and a half years ago, which maybe, you know, the math 15 years into that. Just kind of realized that it was I wasn't inspired to do that. Um, it wasn't challenging, it wasn't it re- wasn't rewarding, it wasn't um I wasn't growing and uh just wanted to do something else, but but I didn't know what. And I started did some uh took some time off, did some volunteering abroad, and uh yeah, really that's where you know, as you mentioned in, in the introduction, I found you know inspiration for travel and uh yeah, I'm I'm currently a nomad right now. And but also around that same time is when I learned about this uh, aspect of the body, this field of health, redox signaling. And uh, that was something that really um, while I was in this job, the one thing I could control was my health. And uh, I was always learning about new things in health. So, yeah. And I was, when I learned a little bit about that, you know, I, I just went down the rabbit hole and never looked up. From one government employee to a former government employee, I can say that I've been looking to find my true passion. I've been with the government for 24 years, but then I realized I only have 14 months to go before I can retire. So, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not going to be leaving quite soon. But yeah. um, again, I find passion in something like this here, meeting new people, sharing their stories. What set you in the direction you are in now is a good question to ask. Um, right now, I'm really uh, inspired to share, you know, the contents of my book, um, this bringing awareness to this aspect of the body. And and uh, one day, I, I believe that like, one day everyone will know just like, you know, and now everyone has an idea about DNA, you know, um, stem cells, you know, one, at one time, these, you know, hormones at one point. These things were unknown, and now they're you know have general public awareness. And uh, 
this this uh, aspect of the body redox signaling is still why vastly studied is still somewhat still novel and uh yeah to just bring more awareness and, and as people gain that awareness they can maybe take take what they learn to address their health so what is the title of your book and where can we find your book yeah the title of my book is life's biohack uh then the subtitle the subtitle <laughs> is uh the health secrets of redox signaling revealed the toxic environment threatening human health in the extraordinary way the body communicates healing and protection at the cellular level and uh, listeners can find my book on uh, amazon and paperback audible uh kindle uh but if you go to uh, ricardo's new book.com they'll take you right there or just pop in the title in your search I'll make sure I add those in the show notes so that our listeners can find that book. Because again, we're all looking for better health and be more cognitive of the issues in our environment that are causing us to be sick and the good things in our environment that can help us stay healthy. So again, we're all looking. Yes. What have you learned from your travels? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I love that question. Um, for myself, I have learned to the, the things that not to hold on so tight to things that maybe I believe to my perspective, to things that I feel like I need for for not necessarily value, but just, you know, maybe two more superficial things um you know when you travel I, I travel to a lot of third world countries so seeing people that have less but also very content and, and kind and just and also in my travel going without certain things that feel so uh important uh going without them you i realized that <laughs> i didn't i don't need them so that those are uh you know not to hold on things so tightly not that it you know it's it's wrong or bad to have things or you know have luxury but just those things at least for myself i found aren't always the keys to joy and you know feelings of abundance and gratitude here we on that one i'd rather a life full of adventures than a house full of stuff and yeah yeah, yeah. my um my mentor, uh, I heard my mentor once share, uh, but he learned from his mentors, you know, a way to live a long life is to collect memories. You know, when we look back on our life or we just reflect, it's normally moments and experiences and adventures. And most of the time that involves other people. So, you know, if we live a life where we can collect and, and, and make memories with other people, um, you know, I like to say you make enough memories to fill 10 lifetimes. Yeah, that's that's where I find I believe abundance is is held. What prompted you like we, we already discussed your book? What prompted you to decide to write the book? Yeah, I um like I said, I was, you know, for for the last four and a half years, I was been studying and just learning about this aspect of the body just out of pure curiosity to quench my um intrigue and 
I was about six months, about seven months ago now, I was watching a documentary called Stink, which is about the uh, plethora of, of toxins and household products and how the increased usage of these toxins correlates to um, uh, disease and uh, over the last few decades. So I was watching, and I, I didn't necessarily hear anything I haven't heard before. Um, but it just hit me a little bit differently at this time. And also, I'll say, you know, working at the EPA, I touch on this a little bit in my book, working at the EPA I um, for, for 19 years, almost almost 17 years, uh, I would review public comments about um, new, uh, the registration of new chemicals. And, you know, a lot of people would talk, um, share how these toxins maybe impacted their life. So I had that, you know, mem that memory, that knowledge as well. So I just got frustrated and I said, you know, well, one thing that people can control is their, is their lifestyle. And knowing about this um, aspect of the body redox signaling and ways to specifically address it uh, through a product, um, you know, I said, you know, well, I'm going to write a short little introduction a book that's 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 accessible for maybe individuals who don't have a medical background, who don't have the time to really dig deep, you know, read research and things along that line, to just to understand what it is and so it makes sense for them, um, and then they can take that knowledge and if if it resonates, apply it, apply it to their life. So yeah, it was just doc, doc, the, the documentary I mentioned that inspired it. Then again, if there's any tools out there, more tools, actually, no, I wouldn't say more tools, but tools that address the audience. And I find a lot of times when I'm either listening to a presentation or being trained on something, mm -hmm. knows what they're talking about, but they don't know their audience. So they might be talking up here and our audience understands here at the end of it, they really didn't learn anything. So if you, what you did there, like you just said, bringing it down, you shared basic information with people just so they have a place where they can go. They don't have to be a medical professional to understand everything in it. So thank you for doing that for people who are concerned about looking at better health. Thank you. Now, we've discussed a lot about your book, but I'm sure there's a lot more either travel or more writing <laughs> I would like to do. So could you tell our audience a little bit what might be in your future? Well, uh, it's interesting. I'm supposed to be in Bali right now um, and for a six-week stint and then head to Japan. But, uh, you know, the universe, I'd say, had other plans for me. Um, so no traveling in the immediate future. However, I am have been inspired to, to write another book, this one about uh, travel. Specifically, um, I call it immersive volunteering uh, or more, even more specifically, uh, my experience. So I mentioned when I was in my this government job, um, I went abroad and, and did some volunteering. So when I was, I was in Cartagena, Colombia, teaching English uh, for two months. And while I was there, I blogged. So I'm going to take, you know, the contents of that blog and create, you know, just a, 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 a light read for people sharing my experience, why I did it, how I did it what the experience was, you know, through the blog, what my, you know, what I learned and some of the things, my activities that I did and even some of the challenges and then what I got out of it on the other side of it in ways that still have an impact today. And, you know, writing this book, um, I had a lot of transformation. So 
I want to just that's something that's my next on my um agenda as far as uh you know being an author. Um so yeah, I'm excited about that. Well, I'm sure you're not in Bali because that would probably be really nice right now. <laughs> yes. That we're still in winter here in North America. Yeah. And to write a book about travel, again, we can look at it as two different things. One as inspiration, another as part of your legacy. So once it's done, it's out there, it's part of you. People can look back on it, even if they can't be close to you. They can read your book and feel like they're right next to you. And I think that's what writing does, especially when we write about our personal experiences. We want people to understand what we went through and encourage them to go out and create their own stories. Mm-hmm. I really look look forward to that. Um, so, Thank you. Now, I'm just going to come to you a little bit off guard, a little bit, catch you off guard a little bit here. All right. What would, say, a 12-year-old Ricardo, what did you want to be when you grew up? Mm, when I was 12. Probably two things. I probably one was like a lot of young young men <laughs> at twelve. I wanted to play in the NBA. I wanted to be a professional, but I, I had no doubt that I would not be. Um, so I wanted to do that, and I wanted to be uh, a, a spy. Um, I had a and still do to some extent. Had a a fascination with uh, espionage, so I had uh, a vision of goals of working at the CIA and doing some clandestine work. So that's, yeah, that's what I, that's what 12 year old me had his eyesights on. I asked that question. It's fascinating sometimes where um, people like for me, probably at that age, I was surrounded by either people working in the post office or with the police. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought I'd choose a career as a policeman. Uh-huh. And when I got into high school and I saw all the different Regulations and stuff, you need to be a police officer, especially height, weight, and vision. I don't have very good vision, so I wouldn't be able to see if I could see the bad guy. So I don't think I'd be a good police officer. So then I thought I'd become a lawyer. So uh studied really hard in high school, applied to get in university, didn't get in university, had to come up with plan B, just go to community college, get a degree or diploma in communications, thought I'd get a job in radio and television. Instead, I found a job in the government. But now doing this podcast, I feel like I've sort of gone full circle because I'm back doing the communication part of it. Yeah. Well, thankful to have people like you who are willing to come on the show and talk about their story. Because, again, we get to meet people. And this is not my listeners. This is our listeners. Yeah. Um, so they'll be able to, you know, hear your story, go out, find your book, and look forward to the new book coming out, the travel book. Yeah, And hopefully they're inspired to have a little less things around the house, but more memories. Mm, yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, for me, you know, I, 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 uh, my partner and I, we spent the last year and a half traveling around the U S and abroad. And I mean, we've just the memories just that we made, you know, just anything from being in, Namibia, Africa, to the guy attending kissing the dollar bill we gave him because it was so precious to him to just dinners with strangers and just sharing, you know, some of our experience to, uh, I don't know, just, yeah, so many, so many. 
so many outdoors, nature. Yeah, it's been a great ride. So yeah, like you said, memories are are, are priceless. And I've been reading up about uh, memories and the fact that scientists are working on a way to try to capture our memories. I don't know how they're going to do it, but mm-hmm. it would be good so that when I get a little bit older and I start forgetting things, <laughs> at least um, I have something to look back on those memories. But I, I'm an avid photographer, so when I ever go travel, I take photos, lots of them. Just came back from South Africa for two oh, weeks yeah. down there. And 7,000 photos later, I have lots of memory to look at, but <laughs> I want to keep them up here in my head. So yeah, I to do that. I want to thank you for being on the show. And is there any final thoughts that Ricardo has for our listeners today? Um, yeah. Thank you, Randall. Thank you again for having me on the show. Thanks to our, listener, our listeners for um, just hearing a little bit of my story. And I just want to encourage people to, um, you know, have a saying that I think Randall shared it in the introduction is, you know, be healthy, be inspired and live free. So, you know, Randall, you know, loves doing this podcast, you know, and taking photography and traveling and, you know, uh, my health for me is health and travel. And so, yeah, just it could be really rewarding just finding these things that inspire us into into allowing that to, you know, guide us forward in some way. doesn't mean you have to, you know, you know, be a nomad like me or, or quit your job, but just something in life that challenges you is rewarding and helps you make memories. So. On that note, Ricardo, I want to thank you for being on the show and we will keep in touch. I'll put information in the show notes so that our listeners will be able to find your books and find information about you. And we'll be looking for that travel book to come out soon. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs>